Welcome to a Delco Nerd Network hot take. Guys, if you haven't seen a hot take before, well, it's where a few friends get in a basement, give our thoughts, give our opinions on a TV show, a movie, or a game. Today, it's going to be a game, and that game is Dying Light 2, Stay Human. Here to discuss, as always, the triple threat, Chris Trio. Gooch, how are you? I am well. You're looking very alive. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting over some stuff. I'm feeling better. I, I might sound a little gruff today. Not dead. Like but those not dead. Goddamn zombies. Not dead like those them. goddamn zombies. Call them in dying, the dying the, uh, light universe. They actually do. You know, I'm trying to think. I guess they do actually call them zombies now that I'm thinking about it. It's not like a scrambler or a jambler or a. Or, or Shambler Walker. Walker or a. I thought I was. Wa- I thought Walking Dead. Walk. Walking Dead. I thought Walking Dead always did a good job with like making people call zombies different names. I think that's. It's funny. I think it's kind of trite to do now in a way. But to they do were. That. The, yeah. But yeah. I think they were actually the first to do it, so they have the right to do that. But so, I hate. Like, what are they in? Uh, what's what's the the the, the biker one? Days gone. Days gone. Freakers. That's what I thought. See, just call them fucking like that. So, Trio, <laughs> you have had the chance a few months, more than a few weeks, to play absolutely another open world game because we boy we have a lot of them in the yes. past three months. Dying Light Two was one of the first games to come out uh, at, the, at the beginning of the year. Yes. What do you think? I, I've heard some mixed bag opinions. I didn't play this one. Uh, Trio just did, so this yeah. wouldn't be really his show. But yeah, what what did you think? Initial impressions. You're like one of the biggest Dying Light fans I know. Yeah, so, so I mean, I've, I thoroughly enjoyed the first Dying Light. I think it still holds up very well, and I think that it is a very worthwhile play if you've never played that first off. But uh, yeah, no, I really like Dying Light 1. I think Dying Light 2 is a is a very natural progression of where this game goes, and I think it's a lot of fun. I think there's... Definitely a few hiccups that I will talk about. Uh, ran into some glitches, especially those first couple weeks. I okay. kind of put it down for a little bit, not because I wasn't, I didn't like it, but because Elden Ring came out, and that <laughs> kind of just took over my life for a bit. But then I got back into it, and it seemed even more stable than where it was at, which was good. Uh, but yeah, man, overall, I think there's a lot of good here. Vastly outweighs the bad, and I think it's worth playing. If uh, zombie games can become a bit or at least back in the day, I feel like they were very overdone Repe- and repetitive. And, repetitive, and yeah. you know, we, we were getting them a lot. We got but, Dead uh, Rising, Walking Dead, Rising, Dead Games, so many Days zombies, gone, Dying Light. But uh, yeah, I, I think Dying Light does it in a new and fresh way that I, I thoroughly enjoy. So, do you think Dying Light One is like required to play two, or can you really? No, 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 not at all. Are they okay. they so very no, no much story connection. No, th- there's very sparse connections that are just basically why the world is the way it the way is. it is. Sure. So basically to set it up uh you're dealing with the thv virus which they basically dubbed the haran virus haran is where the first game takes, takes place, place. It's, a, yeah. it's a fictional city uh the gre continued to experiment on the virus uh which eventually uh, after it was cured so the haran virus was cured uh this was in 20 i think that was in 20 2014 when the f- first game came out is when it was set uh and then this is set in 2036 oh, uh, but wow. the uh, yeah so this is 15 years after the fall which okay. happens in 20 which happens this year in 20 or last year 2021 so uh okay. yeah basically the setup for that was after the haran virus was cured the gre who is the global relief effort which were kind of like the the big bad government boogeyman of the last game that sure, like the uh, you like, were a gre agent like sent Fendra. in 
Exactly. In Last of Us, yeah. even almost even like a uh, Umbrella Corps in in a okay. certain way. Uh, okay, uh, cool. But yeah, so they continued to experiment on the virus, and then it eventually led to a leak out in 2021, which led to the fall, which they describe as bringing humanity back to the Dark Ages. It's set in this town mm-hmm. called uh, Villador, which fictitious, was obviously. yeah another fictitious town. Interesting, they decided to. Nah, I mean, I think it kind of makes it easier, so they can. Where, kind where of, is it actually based? You know, or like what's it supposed to be? I don't know. My guess is a like South American area, okay. but everyone's speaking English, and I don't know if that's because obviously my you know that's it's it's in English for the game, but I don't know exactly <laughs> where it's it's set. Uh, but you're playing as Aiden, who is a pilgrim, which I, I kind of like this lore a lot. They are the only people who travel between any um, human settlements at this point, and you're considered mm-hmm. insane if you do that like a lot of people don't trust the pilgrims for the most part when you show up in villador for the first time they try to hang you because you don't have a biomarker and you get saved by this guy so at this point in the thv virus everyone has it it's kind of like the walking dead the only thing everyone's infected everyone's infected or you can you can become infected i don't know if it's like airborne but uh it seems to be a lot of people are it seems to be that way and people in Villador have these things called biomarkers, which monitor how close you are to fully turning uh, and fully becoming infected. So you just kind of naturally become infected. Like, it seems like you, it's airborne. Like, like eventually, like you don't if need you to die. be bit. Yes. So that's the part I'm a little bit shaky on. I don't understand. I didn't quite get if everyone was just innately infected because at the beginning of the the game, you get bit as Aiden. And okay. then you get into it, so and then that's why you have to get the biomarker, and you need a biomarker to get anywhere in the city. There's a few factions that are taking control of the city. Uh, one is the peacemakers, who are very much a kind of old world, more kind of fascist leaning gov- government style thing. Okay. But I wouldn't uh, fascist is a hard so, word. They like, seem sounds like metro a little bit, yeah, for yeah. sure. They they are the <laughs> kind of continuation of it, and then there are the survivors who are the more kind of like free love. The old world fell because of these governmental tactics, so we're not doing that again. Why would we do so that? Pretty stereotypical factions. I would say so, yeah. But I, I got to give it to them. They they give them shades of color for sure within the actual people within it. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of choice in this game. You choose whether so there are towers within it, like water towers and electric uh, stations and stuff like that that you can power up and decide who you give uh, that that station to which faction and whichever one you choose uh gives you specific things in the city so i went with mostly survivor uh stuff and it's funny they give you more so there's i don't know maybe 20 uh different upgrades depending on which way you go so 10 on the peacemaker side 10 on the survivor side and the more things you give to the peacemakers or the survivors different tech different things pop up around the city so Okay. For instance, the survivors, if you give them a water tower or you give them whatever, after a while you start to, they start to put up zip lines around the city to make it easier for you to get around. Okay. Uh, then also they'll set up, with the peacemakers, they'll set up maybe car bombs and traps and stuff like that that help you get away from infected. So there's, there's a faction progression and then a character progression. Yes. What's the character progression look like? The character progression is pretty simple. You okay. have... Trees. Yeah, tr- there's two trees. There's your parkour tree and your basically... Uh, your fighting tree and one thing i will say the parkour in this is where the game shines so much they really kind of dove into the mechanics a lot of improvements a lot of improvements there's a lot of layers to it 
you when you get on a good groove free running through the city it's a lot of fun and i think the races specifically kind of shine a light on that and then gino likes to shake his collar when we're we're getting ready to talk about that even more you're gonna lick some more gino all right now he's gonna sit i like it uh (laughs) but yeah no the, the races are a lot of fun there's also i will say where this game shines the least for me is the combat a little bit less so than the first game even okay which kind of is sad i the so, weapons are a lot more kind of throwaway. You have some crafting systems which are interesting. I, I actually like the crafting system, especially for so there's a lockpicking mini game that's the Skyrim lockpicking mini game. Okay. There's uh different things like Molotovs that you can upgrade, bombs, and you collect things around the city that you go back to the craftsman, you can upgrade these certain things. And I, I gotta say they do make you search around, but the the scavenging becomes a bit samey because you're picking up the same things. But where you're going to scavenge is is uh, has some variety, which I do like. So you have a weight system? No, no, there is no weight system. You you have a, a max amount of like weapons you can carry at once. Yeah, okay, and, you have. But a, it's not like there's slots. Ca- capacity. Yeah, that may. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say the armor system is very post-apocalyptic armor is very hit or miss. Hit, hit or miss. Even in like Fallout, Fallout sometimes. Yeah. It can be cool, but then other times it's like, all right, you're putting together like it's like hockey pads and I I, and I, I ultimately end up playing like fashion wars with those games where I, I want to look cool. I don't really care like what my armor does. Exactly. Yeah, and I, 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 I think th- that's a trouble with a lot of RPGs too. Even and I guess this is kind of an RPG to a degree because you are making these choices. I, you, you got you got. I mean, a lot of games have RPG elements. You're right. Whether yeah, yeah. they're RPGs or not. Horizon is the same thing. It has trees. Yeah. Um, and kind of kind of talking to that, um, uh, going back to the, like the character progression, I feel like trees are, every time I see them, I instantly kind of like sigh and go, all right. Because like, I, sure. I feel like trees are so trite now. And like, I would I, agree like, with that. I'm just kind of like over them. Like I would like a different way to progress my character other than just a, like a leveling tree. Like I just I just so, ultimately get bored with them. Like, and they, I will they give it to me them. all that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially I, when there's like seven. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And that's the thing. I do think this limits you. You just have those two trees. That and, you are, and I think it's very simplified. And yeah. then you are also collecting these things throughout the game, which are called, God, what are they called again? Inhibitors, I believe, which allow you to level up either your stamina or your health after uh, you get three of them. Okay. So very kind of Breath of the Wild style in that way. Sure. Uh, and as you, I, I definitely focused on my stamina more because I feel like it's a lot more helpful, especially when you're dealing with stuff like the windmills. So the windmills are these power stations, which become safe zones that you have to, they're kind of puzzles, I guess, almost Assassin's Creed-ish in the way of you have to figure out your way up it and you need a certain amount of stamina because every everything you do costs stamina when you are uh, free running. So you need to get to a certain level to be able to hold yourself up long enough to get to that top oh, ledge okay. or something like That's that. That's interesting. And I think it works very well. And you start out in Old Villador, which is much flatter and much... I'm trying to think of something to relate it to. Not nearly as tall buildings. Maybe more like it's, a Florence-ish. It, does, it, does, it doesn't have a lot of verticality. Not nearly as much as when you get to Full Villador, which is like insane skyscrapers, where okay. they introduce you to the glider, which at first I was like, I don't know if I like this. But as I started to use it, and it starts to just become as smooth as butter where you're traversing this large-scale city. They have uh, basically vents that allow you to to glide up really quick and stuff like that that can keep you going. Uh, I think the glider was one of my favorite uh, additions to this. So is Villador kind of like your standard open world 
area or uh, is the map like your stereotypical bring it up and there's like points of unknown yeah definitely find and yeah. like like is it is it stereotypical or like what makes dying light 2's open world kind of stand out from the no, rest no i think that's i think the way you explore it is what makes it really stand out genuinely okay. i think it's definitely a very cookie cutter in the way of how you know you got your question marks you have the question mark you <laughs> figure out what it is right. but one thing I, I mentioned to you which i i love in every single game that does it now is it does not have a mini map it has a compass and i i found this especially while playing rockstar games old rockstar games and even red dead my eyes i'm playing the mini map sometimes more than the actual game and i think you know they work very well in a game like a halo where you need that and it's a multiplayer game but in an open world game a compass that allows you to explore i mean we'll talk about it more when we get to elden ring elden ring doesn't even have a compass that's just like fucking do whatever you want to do but there is an option in this game i think you can turn off your hud and I think it does lend itself to allow you to explore very naturally like that if that's the way you, you want to play it, which is cool. But uh, yeah, it's very much your standard in that way. I, I feel like I'm going to bring this up, especially as we get to review Elden Ring and, and Horizon Forbidden West. I, I feel like open world games really need to evolve in a way that Elden Ring kind of did where their worlds are not just these... Uh, telegraphed where to goes and yeah. what to explore rather than just like, all right, like there's nothing on the map yeah. and you just find it. And, I and there's say, a lot less things. And, and some, of, some of those points of interest that normally would be located are just kind of there and not like designated by anything. Yeah. Like, I think like, like you look at Horizon and you look at Elden Ring and I'm, I'm assuming like, let's put Dying Light 2 in this as well. Like, like you know your map is covered in shit just you, littered you, in you, shit you're right your ui is is full of stuff yeah. to kind of help you traverse the, the open world and and hints and stuff and it, i'm like i'm just at a point where like i appreciate like what elden ring is doing it's like just explore the world like you know, you'll, you'll pick up items and you kind of like figure out the, the, the lore from there. And, and like this sense of exploration and grandioseness, if that's even a word, is, is present in there. Whereas some of the other open world games, it's like, all right, well, this whole map kind of pinpoint where I'm going to go. So I'm just going to go from point there, to point to there point. There is to a point ton to point. of, oh, that, for lack of a better term, handholding going on. In yes. That. Yeah. And I will appreciate a game that at least gives me the option to not have that. And I will give. I need to check Dying Light. I'm fairly confident you can turn off basically all the HUD. But I'm sure you can. I, Most games yeah. do have that feature. And even, I will say, people are giving Assassin's Creed and stuff kind of shit for that too. They allow you to play on an adventure mode that does none of that. That does that tells you about nothing. And you just, See, and like, you just uh, walk away. And I will, but, but, and but I will what, say Elden Ring you, might design it better for that way. Yeah. Because it's de designed innately to do that but it's not like an Elden but, ring you feel like you're missing stuff like an assassin's creed you ultimately will probably miss a shit ton of stuff yeah but know? i guess i still I, I don't yeah you're right and i think that's because like you're saying you don't you can't know that you've missed something right whereas i i do think you could get that out of especially like i don't know origins i played that on the adventure mode and, and that was very similar to this but Elden ring we're not going to get into a whole Elden ring right, talk yeah, here. Yeah. but getting back to dying light i think it's open world is definitely Leaning more towards the the horizon kind of cookie cutterish style of how you ex of of how everything is laid out, but I like I said, exploring that map is so much fun that it makes it okay, and I don't think it's all overwhelming. You can kind of very naturally progress to everything, but I did find myself opening the map and being like, oh, where can I go next? All right, I'll put a marker on this. 
Uh, I wish it did a better job of kind of showing things off in the distance sometimes, but you know, overall, I think it's it's a it's an encapsulating open world. For how sure. how was like the side content? I know we'll we'll hit the main story and and we'll yeah. talk about that, but like, was the side content like kind of like you know building an extra layer on the world, or was it just kind of like eh, you know? There's a few, there's is. a f- there was actually one quest that I thought like that really stuck with me that I thought was really good. Overall, which I'll talk about in a sec, but overall, I do think, you know, there's a few fetch quest stuff. It's it's stuff to give you a reason to explore the open world. And and it's a little bland. It's a bland sometimes. I think there are a few standouts, but I do think there are, for the most part, I don't really remember most of them. I will uh, say okay. that. But the one quest I thought was really good was they, the, the power gets turned back on for a story point in the city. And like you meet this guy and he's like, I got to find my or, or you got to help me save my wife. You got to help me save my wife. Uh, you, I need you to turn on this power or and like and, you're, and they kind of set up to be like, oh, he's like trying to reanimate her corpse. Like this is not like they, they seem okay. to be like she's she died. He's like, I have to save her. The, I'm like, oh, God, OK, what is this going to be? Because they did kind of something similar, I think, in the first game. But then you get you turn on the power and you get back to him. And he's like, he's like, listen, my wife. And then he plays like the last message from her, like on their recording machine. And it was like, oh fuck, that was so sad, and I was not expecting it at all, and it like <laughs> really got to me. Okay, but uh, no, I th- I think overall they are good. Are they the most memorable? No, but there are definitely some ones that stand. I out heard to there's me. a lot of missable collectibles. I heard like the beginning is a prologue, and like, so uh, you can yeah, miss stuff. I was gonna and, say like, the intro to is a bit game. long for sure. Yeah, uh, but I did not. You know, I'm not a collector on that. Yeah, end, so like, I didn't know in that. In regards to like the achievement sphere that I I hang out, I'm in, glad like, you yeah do that research. That's what you. I heard. Think. Yeah, I heard like there are like that prologue. There are missables. Interesting. And that's always like a like what the fuck yeah. thing it's like you can't go back to that area I yeah because it basically it's like outside of villador you're making your way into villador from like the uh the forested kind of area yeah and yeah you can't you can't go back there unfortunately yeah. i don't care about that normally but like hey if, if i know if you're putting if collectibles like especially that. with an open world game if i can't 100 percent in one playthrough and sure. i have to replay because there's missables and in, in a prologue and it's just I and that's no it's not like you can it's those yeah. moments that i go what fuck the fuck, it, that's guys? Bad, that's bad design. Yeah, I for like a completion for, standpoint. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. It, it is funny because that's not something again me would think of, but that's totally fair. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Overall, the collectibles there are some interesting. I actually, speaking of collectibles, I'm glad you brought these up. There are tapes and stuff you can find throughout the world. Files, newspaper clippings, and all this stuff that really kind of fill in that time of what happened in those 15 years and the dark and like how the dark ages set in. And I will say that's really cool. And they set it up to. It's an interesting gap. It is. It, and it's I, not, I appreciate. It's not like the direct. No. Like oh we're gonna do a second dying light maybe it takes place a year or two after and you know and maybe it's not connected or tangentially yeah. connected. That's like no we're gonna do a 15 year jump and like. Seems like totally kind of divorce ourselves from the first one. Same world, obviously, sure. but like just explore yeah, like no, a, they d- a different avenue. I like that they used the building blocks of the first game to be, and then they did set up this whole new story. Yeah, it is. It's very interesting. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Do, do, I was going to jump into the main narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the main. I had one other thing I was about to say. I've heard a lot about Rosario Dawson in this game. I'm curious, good or bad? Like in the middle. Okay, interesting. I heard she's she kind of carries. I was going to say, points. I think her performance is great. Okay. I think she's awesome. Yeah. I, I like her a lot. Her 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 character's named Luan. She doesn't come in until yeah. you get to Main Villador, which again is she your sister or something? No. So that's so the story of this is that uh, <laughs> Aiden was being experimented on with his sister Mia 
uh, back right when the fall broke out. Mia, come on, we already got a Mia. I know. I did think the Mia game. was a, was a funny choice of like and Aiden. We, we Aiden Pierce from Watch Dogs. Like that's true. We gotta get. We gotta you know. Any other name. True, true. <laughs> Any other name. But uh, you guys were separated when you were very young. You were having uh, experiments performed on you by this kind of mad scientist type guy named Waltz, who you are kind of hunting down throughout this game to find out what happened to Mia. And it's very kind of obfuscated and Is you don't like- quite know what's what happened. And then they kind of do this twist at the end that I didn't quite connect. Is it like, so the experiments... Is it like rooted in like reality or is it like kind of? Oh, yeah. It seems like they so like almost like Resident Evil kind of could seem real. So like anything they do in Resident Evil, like realistically, like some of the stuff is pretty out. No, absolutely. It's not like any. uh, What's his name? Um, Heisenberg. Yeah. Like that shit is Mm -hmm. a little out there. But like then there's some other stuff. It's like, okay, like, no, eh, it doesn't seem like not believable. Well, not believable, but more grounded. They seem to be. I can't really say what they are doing without spoiling it. Do you want to keep spoiler free? Uh, for the, I guess for the most. Well, I mean, we pretty, we've gone pretty spoiler I mean, free. It's, it's I, up to you. You know, I don't think it's I'll it's a it major thing. Point. I will do a quick spoiler here. Mute your mute your uh, sound for ten seconds. I'll hold my hand up. All right, starting now. Uh, so they're they're experimenting to find a vaccine for the cure, basically at that point on on these kids because they have shown immunity from the virus okay. uh, and they're a part of it. We are out of that spoiler now. But uh, yeah, so experiments in that vein. But again, Aiden at this point and his sister are very young. They seem to be, geez, eight to ten. I don't know. Uh, And we get a few flashbacks of this throughout that very much present Waltz as like this kind of crazy, terrible person. But do you find out it's not like that at all? Sort of. I mean, he kind of is still. Okay. But is it it more like uh, positive than you realized? There's a reason. Okay, and there's there is a twist that they kind of show you that I didn't quite. I don't know if I quite totally understood, but we we'll talk about it. Uh, but yeah, Waltz. Damn it! What was I about to say? Experiments. Oh yeah, the experiments. The other thing that these experiments did to Aiden was give him kind of these superhuman abilities to where he can okay. jump a little bit Gameplay, further. Got it. He can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it definitely. Gameplay reasoning. And that's that's I what see. adds these things to. It makes you run very. So th- do, do people like? comment on that or no well he tells like so you meet luan who is also minor spoiler who is also one of walt's uh experimentees who also has these kind of abilities they again he's a pilgrim so he kind of just shows up here you're not really doing a lot of quests with people so when you're out in the world i don't know maybe if someone saw you jump really far they'd be like what's what's going on there but i do think it's i think it's a good narrative reason as to why you can do some of these more superhuman type things but they're not over the top like you can jump a little bit further you can run faster but they aren't it's like kind of captain america ish not even that level of like physical extra bit you know what i mean not invincible but no yeah enhanced enhanced absolutely a good word enhanced Enhanced. uh so yeah you're looking for your sister mia it takes you throughout all of old villador and then into villador you're trying to find uh anyone who can give you information trying to lead you to waltz he kind of pops up throughout the story and you find out that the GRE were basically using Villador as a test bed. Especially after the breakout, because Villador is where it broke out. And uh, then okay. they set up walls around Villador, like these insane, gigantic walls to keep all the infected in. But that basically ended up making it the only safe haven on Earth, because once everything spread, the walls were keeping everything out. And it ended up being the only safe place, basically, that they seem to know of for humanity at this point. There seems to be very small settlements kind of 
throughout the world. But uh, yeah, this seems to be the big one. Uh, overall, though, I think the story was pretty great. Uh, it, it kind of meanders a bit in the middle. Uh, and the payoff is Open world games is good. always do. Yeah. There's uh, a strong setup, and then they kind of let you go yeah. to do everything. And then and you, you come fall back. off a little bit, and then you kind of come back. I, to- I think that's a great Hor- way to put it. Horizon's kind of like taking that, where it's like, oh, yeah, like the, 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 the opening is great. But then like once they let you go, it's like, all right, well, you got to explore the, the world and kind of get to these points to progress the main story. And you kind of get lost in the sauce a little bit Absolutely. as you're just, you know, naturally no, for sure. playing. Uh, but yeah, I think without spoiling anything, I think it's a very serviceable story. I, I think it's on par with the last one, at least for me. Uh, Waltz is an interesting villain. I think he becomes a little bit less interesting, but then becomes a tiny bit more interesting again, if that makes any sense. <laughs> some ebbs and flows. Okay. Uh, yeah, some ebbs and flows for sure. Uh, but I'm curious how much the choices and stuff matter i heard about this so i don't i heard i, I just i really don't know that's I, I heard they don't like from what i remember from the coverage like when the game first came out and what i was reading about it is like the the choices end up being like they just kind of tell you what happens and they don't really show you what happens so there are a few key points so at the end there's a big choice but throughout the the middle there were choices that at least in the moment felt weighty to me for sure and felt like, okay, this is going to change my direction. But then there was one specific one that didn't quite make sense to me. So there were there was this group of people called the Night Runners in in Villador, which were basically classic. Yeah, they were they were the last bastion that gave people hope. They were the good people trying to help people. The Night Runners. The Night Runners, and they were led by this guy named Frank. Frank. Uh, Frank. The Night Runner. Frank, leader of the Night Runners. Uh, <laughs> and they were sent. He he took them on this mission to the tallest tower in Villador to set up the radio tower that's on top to get it working again. Cool. And it was a massacre. Most of them died because they all they got, got scared. Killed by infected. Yeah. And Frank made it out and he became like an alcoholic. And uh. you, that Luan's friends with him. That's you meet Luan when you come into Villador. And, uh, there's a point in which you're working with the, the peacemakers and they send you up to do that same thing. And you can choose either to give it to Frank or the peacemakers. And I chose to give to Frank. And then Matt, this guy, the guy, Jack Matt, leader of the Peacemakers on the thing. He's Jack like, Matt? Jack Matt. Two first names. I I was Jack so confused. Matt. Jack Matt. I'm very okay. confident that's his name. Jack Matt. Um, Sorry. That's okay. Uh, and you can choose to either hook it up to them or, or to Frank. And you, I chose Frank. And then the way Matt, Jack Matt on the, on the phone, he sounds like, Matt, he's like, he's like, you're going to fucking regret this, Aiden. I'm like, oh, I can't go back to the peacemaker things. I can't go back to like peacemaker. So lock you out that of was my, action. no, that oh. was my assumption. Cause it, the way he was talking, I was like, oh, but then I showed up to like the peacemaker place and they were like, hey, Aiden, what's up? All right. That's fine. I guess. I don't know. I, so, so there are things like very that. Very opposite of all four where I didn't like how. You made certain decisions, and you totally got locked out of uh, the railroad, yeah. for example. Mm-hmm. Like, if you went down the Brotherhood path, you, After had, a certain point, you, you had, a cer- had to destroy them. And I was like, why? Like, I, like and unlike in Fallout New Vegas, where with the Brotherhood of Steel, and like you're sent to destroy them, yeah, but and you, you can, can ultimately like, no. talk your way out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think when a game, I mean, so there's only two factions, or there's smaller ones? There, oh, there is the third one, which is the Renegades, which are kind of these just crazy fucking anarchy the Renegades guys. Renegades made. Yeah, correct. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to. I was trying the to get sticks, the other. The I was trying song. to get the. Yeah, I was trying to get the next line Renegade in my head, and I can't. Made. Retreat for, for the bounty. bounty. There it is. Uh, <laughs> but 
Yeah, so the renegades, they're kind of, Waltz seems to have taken control of a lot of them. They seem to be following so him. So they're like neutral? Yeah, they just seem to be crazy fucks. Like, okay. the, just the, the guys, that, they're just insane guys who just are there to live, basically. And they'll, okay. they'll take and pillage, they don't care. The factions don't sound overly interesting. They, 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 they aren't. Uh, I genuinely, I will say, at the end of the day, what kept me in this game the most is the gameplay. And I, 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 I do think that's true. I did want to wrap it back around to that. How are the infection type? Like, what's the enemy variety like? So there was one. So, you, you know, you we're dealing your, with zombies. So, you know, how far can you go with zombies? The one thing. So you got your volatiles who are like the, uh, the full, standard. The like, no, they're oh. like the, the. I'm trying to think of how to describe them. They are. Highest level of infected. Highest level of infected. They are the peak predator infected. They okay. have like those crazy mandibles the, and like the whole evolution. They only can come out at nighttime. They okay. they are they're fucked. Uh, <laughs> but you don't see them that much in this game for some reason. Are they in the first one? In the first one, you see them a lot more on the like they're on the streets at night and you have to avoid them. But in this one, there are these things called screamers, which basically Do you have to scream? avoid it and they scream. Okay. And then they attract a Good chase class. at night and then they give you. But it starts out at level one. And then I'm assuming as you get up and higher in the chases in the level, the the volatiles come out. But I wasn't finding them that much. Except you, you could go to these dark hollows and these places that you had to explore and clear out infected. And they would be there if you go in in the daytime. Uh, but at nighttime, I just wouldn't see them as much on the street, which kind of frustrated. I didn't really understand that. But you have your like kind of big hulking infected. Then you sure. have bolters who just run but the idea is they have cert they have uh things on them that you need for crafting abilities so okay. you have to chase them uh so it sounds there like are open world things that you run into like i'm trying to think of what they're called uh it, like in red dead how you'd w run into like a white dot like an open world event almost a I dynamic event yeah a radiant event as exactly they call them in skyrim exactly yeah, uh radiant quest and that's pretty cool i i think Overall, in the moment to moment, they give you a lot of stuff to do, and sometimes it can be a, a bit overwhelming for sure. But uh, most yeah, I think open good. world games are yeah. overwhelming. I, would I, agree. I think it's hard, like except for like when it's minimal. Like, sorry to bring it up again, Elden Ring. No, you yeah. know, like open world games, like they do, just they really know how to like overwhelm you, absolutely, in, in a bad way. Like it's just like. Ugh, like you just, <laughs> you, just well, you don't know what to do, and then you look at like your quest list and, and stuff like, like that. Ugh. That was the one thing I don't even, <laughs> I don't even look at my quest log in Horizon. I just I can't do even whatever imagine. I see on my map. Yeah, I really don't like follow like besides the main. I quest. do that does seem to be an open world trope now, which I actually appreciate. Is how they just show the marker on your map for the quest, like to continue the quest, and then you can just click the marker, and then that turns it into your main your active quest. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, Dying Light also does that. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff to do in the open world in the way of you have these GRE anomalies, which you go around and fight these like crazy infected, uh, and then you get inhibitors out of that. Uh, what you... else? Dark Hollows, like I mentioned, you go in and you find special gear and stuff in there and special crafting equipments. You usually want to do those at night. But by the end of the game, I was so powerful that I was going in with my Molotov, which was like leveled up almost as high as you can go. And they're just all piled in, like twitching and shit. And you just throw it right in there and just fuck them up. But uh, there is co-op in this game. Did yeah. you do any of that? I haven't. I. It's okay. funny. First one had co-op too. I never did, just because I don't have any yeah. one to play with, really. Right, right. Which I would be very curious how different this game is playing with other people. I'm wondering how much of a experience change that would make. But overall, I think it works flawlessly as a first 
as, as a single player game standalone for sure do you think we're i know for the first dying light we did get dlc and a lot of free updates do yes. you think we're is techland gonna do that this time around do you think you need it like what what's your what's your thoughts post game i would be surprised if they didn't they i mean dude they just released a next gen patch for dying light one uh right yeah like, so well, how's just recent yeah oh like, like within the last month i think oh, before okay. i think it might have been actually right before the dying light 2 came out but i don't know i can't remember uh i don't know man techland they seem to be a very consumer-friendly company in a lot of ways. You know, they've done some. Uh, they've probably done some stupid things, obviously, that I can't think of off the top of my head. But uh, like yeah, their marketing I, I for this was very know. weird with the 500-hour long. I yeah. I just don't think they knew. And I think Colin mentioned this on a, on one of his episodes I was listening to. He was like, do they, I just don't think they yeah. know how to market this right now. Like, how do you bring someone into a zombie game? I'm like, I guess that's true. I don't know. But uh, dude, overall, this is just a solid game. I really, I I think it's a lot of fun and. One other gameplay aspect I do want to mention is the grappling hook was a major change from this game. So in the last one, you would throw it and it would just kind of pull you to that thing. Uh, in this, it's more of uh, a swinging rope, which I actually like. And it becomes very intuitive as you're going throughout the city. You're running, you have a big gap, you see something up, throw it, and then you just swing across and then you keep going. So that was a definitely a welcome addition. Again, a lot of the parkour stuff was amazing. It really was. Do you think this is a game of the year runner up or like any sort of awards? You think it's going to kind of get lost? Oh, in the it'll shuffle? definitely. I mean, unfortunately, I do think it will get lost in the shuffle with the, with the greater uh, audience. Yeah, I, I mean, think it, for the it, people it who, out at the beginning of the year, absolutely. it's already been trounced by a few other similar games. Well, and even, it did have a few minutes to breathe, and I saw some people talking it about did. it. And it then did. people were talking about yeah, it. Yeah, but then you know it petered off definitely quick. So I, I don't know. I'm not expecting this to be on like a game of the year, but this will be on my games of the year list for sure. Absolutely, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I probably I'm gonna keep playing it right now. There's still more things to do in it, and yeah, it, it, it definitely invites you you back. There's no new game plus as far as I can tell. Which there was. I never for... want to replay an open world game, especially like big ones nowadays. Yeah, it depends. It's like, it's like the last thing I want to do is like, you know what? I, like, I ended up replaying like the first Horizon. Yeah. But like when I replayed it, I, like it was for a trophy. They added them like way later, and yeah. I just ran through the main yeah. story. Like I was just like, I don't really want to like redo this. Yeah. At all, because it's such a commitment. One and like, and I was just kind of like skipping everything, and I, you know, I no, felt dude. I felt kind of bad, but I'm just like. <sighs> got to do what you got to do sometimes yeah like open world games like 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 especially like right like soon after they yeah. don't they don't do well for replayability because like you already spend so much time in the world no they are definitely more it's funny there's only been a few open world games in the past couple years that i've and sat they, down and probably, almost immediately after and played again and then one you probably can probably Bethesda. guess skyrim red dead yeah yeah well skyrim i can't that was so long ago i mean i've, uh, I've obviously replayed that I couldn't even tell you how many times already, but like I'm trying to think of if I played that like right again after I played it the first time around, and but you know that was fucking ten years uh, ago, eleven years ago, right? Eleven, 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 right? Yeah, well we're we've we're still in the tenth year. Yeah, I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, insane. But I will talk about the glitches a little bit. I had two that I ran into that I uh, noticed very much. Uh, one was that so on rooftops you find these uh, night runner posts. Or, or like kind of sanctuaries with that or just have a uv light and stuff like that and you got to turn it on uh just activate the generator and then it's activated uh so for one or two things that i activated I'd, I'd come back and the lights were off and it was like it acted as if it was activated but it wasn't on and i couldn't sleep there and the uv lights weren't on so that was frustrating uh 
And then two of the anomalies glitched for me, like the, the big the boss fights, and I had to redo them, and that was frustrating. But uh, And, you know, I ran into some of that classic kind of almost Assassin's Creed thing where the parkour isn't doing exactly what you want it to do. You know <laughs> what I mean? You jump off the wrong way right. or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, classic. But, again, that it's so tight. For, for a first-person parkour game, you don't feel like you're getting lost in the sauce. You know what I mean? You're not getting confused. Said, I've said classic maybe like four times, and I think lost in the sauce has now been said three times. I love it. Hashtag, Did we say lost in the sauce already? I said it twice. Oh, I, I totally missed it. Oh, hashtag lost in the sauce. Hashtag lost in the sauce. I did not <laughs> hashtag get lost in the sauce. Uh, one last thing, gameplay-wise, I thought was really cool. There were these rooftop sanctuaries where at nighttime you'd see, like, they'd set up. It's The idea was these runners would set up things that have, like, bees for honey, which would help you craft health stuff interesting uh there would be like beehives and then like basically a little kit for if you were stuck on the roof at night and you needed shit to keep yourself going so i thought that was a little cool touch uh but yeah man go play dying light especially this is gonna be probably 10 bucks off 20 bucks off within the next month or two i i genuinely think it's a lot of fun playing so many games right now it's i know it's, it's uh, like right it is honestly like and like all of them are like Souls like games. Well, it's, or it's, open it's funny. I will say I'm, I'm I'm so glad I didn't get Horizon. Not because it's I'm a bad fucking, game. Not because it's like I. Not because I hate. Yeah. It's just because. Well, my uh, Horizon really got fucking drowned by Elden Ring. I know. I feel. I kind of feel drowned. bad. Drowned. Did you see? Did you see the developers like kind of shitting on it? Yeah. Hilarious. The Ubisoft developers. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm not gonna say that's not every. And there were some. Like, there I'm were like, some guys. You need that to shut like, your mouth. Fine. No. Like, again, yeah, fuck like that. like the open world games, and I, I think you even hear from this. I'm like, we need like open world games. Just need to they need to evolve. Like we're at a point where like, I, I, like, and yeah. you know who's going to be the company to kind of do it? Bethesda. They they have a chance to really like reinvent do something, the, do the it, wheel yeah, with, with Starfield. Star, not even Starfield, but Elder Scrolls Six. Like, true, you're right. More so that like for sure. I would be surprised if Starfield really like changes the game, revolutionized, and I could be wrong. Like I'm excited for Starfield, yeah. but. We still don't know enough that I can confidently be like, yes, Starfield's going to reinvent the wheel. Oh, like, no, that's I fair. I feel like Absolutely. Elder Scrolls 6 will definitely do that because I it, can't like, even every Elder Scrolls game be. does reinvent the wheel. And they no, have. It's true. Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim have both kind of, like, you know, like I said, reinvented the wheel. No, they, man. They've changed the game. I, uh, I, I, I think also, they'll do it again. I do think they need to. A lot of open world now, open world games now are made for, you know, your entry level. They are made to allow an entry level person in. And I want games to give us a bit more leash. Let us off the leash a little bit even. And I, yeah, I do enough think of the handholding. I don't need it or innately give me the option to take that handholding away and, and make it quickly. Yeah. But I think there is a difference in a game that's made to be played like that, where you do say an Elden Ring that was built from the ground up to be explored the way you're exploring it, and we're exploring it now. So there's something to that. I don't know. I don't know where free open world games are going to go, but God damn it, I can't wait to see. And I want Starfield. Right? Is that Starfield our next next gen game coming out? Our next fully next gen. What do you mean our next next gen game? <laughs> I mean our next. Cur I guess it's a current gen now. Like, um. I was listening to Sacred I Symbols. Still or maybe it was believe. Defining Duke. And they said a game that like like oh like this game is fully next gen and I forget which one it is, but it's coming out soon. But I don't remember what it is. I mean Starfields, yeah, that's like the next I mean like the next one that anyone can name. God. Is, is that eleven eleven? It's eleven eleven twenty two. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. 
Can't wait. But uh, guys, I think that does it for us today for our review of Dying Light 2. Stay human, of course. Can't forget the subtitle. Uh, you can find this podcast anywhere podcasts are found. Just search Delco Nerd Network. Uh, we are on all your favorite uh, social media pages, at Delco Nerds on basically everything. You can find our website, DelcoNerdNetwork.com, on the internet where it is found. We have a Discord channel. We have... Jeez, what else? It's funny. I feel like when is the last time we did a podcast? I'm totally like blanking on my, my outro. It's going crazy. But guys, you can find all this information on our website. Like I said, we have an email, DelcoNerds at gmail.com. You can email us all your comments, questions, or concerns. We'd be happy to get back to you. Uh, and if you can drop us a review while on any of your favorite podcast apps, that very much helps too. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for Gooch. I've been Trio. Stay nerdy, and we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.